0: Listening to the Smoking Section,
1: powered by Symphonic. Hey everyone, we experienced some technical difficulties during this episode. Uh however, you are able to get the whole conversation with LV Shane. Here we is. Here he is. Here he is. Here he is. Here we are. Another episode of Smoking Section Podcast. I have here a buddy of mine. We've become friends over the last year of COVID. I was actually there, I was actually producing. The show where you got your first number one um, with uh, Mr. Stormy Warren and the Highway. Yes, sure did. Very first number one. Very first number one. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the my boy hit songwriter himself, Mr. LV Shane. It's me. It's me. How are you, buddy? Man, I'm doing good. I need to. Hat with
0: Bill in the front and Bill in the back. I don't know whether I'm coming or going.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm kind of at that point too. And and it's like, I've been going since CMA. Yeah. Before CMA, it's like, I just haven't stopped. I don't think think I'm going to stop.
0: Yeah, man. Busier in a one-on paper hanger in a windstorm. (laughs) That's
1: what I feel like. uh, i mean it beats the alternative it does it, be, it does it beats sitting on our, on our asses not doing shit and being bored but yeah we tried that for a year i tried yeah i tried that for a year too yeah. uh, it was cool for like four weeks three i give it six months i give it six months yeah you so, well oh, here, here's why because i was already used to it because i had worked at apple prior uh-huh. so and i worked from home for apple so I had worked for happened for four or five years before COVID even happened. Okay. So I was already kind of used to it like, oh, just stay home for 10 hours a day or whatever. So I was kind of used to it, but did not being able to go out. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to put music out for the first time. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like we're
0: geared up, ready to hit the world running. And then the world's like, no, no running. It's like,
1: yeah, I'm like used to it. And like, no, here we are. Everyone's gonna, you know, the depression at home, and I'm just sitting here like, "Hey, let's just drink, guys." Yeah, we uh, it was good for the first few weeks. We like,
0: we just worked out all the time and stayed outside. Well, after it warmed up a little bit, you know, but Mm -hmm. so it was good for a little while. But then, just like I was, we were living at my in laws' house, which my in laws are great, you know, but it just turned into. It's like feeling like I was freeloading and, you know, yeah. our apartment was in city too. And we we're paying like freaking
1: 16, dollars a month for an apartment. So see, here's the thing. I, and that's the thing with me and Nashville is that the issue with me and Nashville is that it's gotten too fucking expensive. Yeah. Way, yeah. way too expensive. And it's like, like I'm looking for an apartment now and I upped it. Like I upped it. You know, about $300. So right now I'm paying a thousand dollars. So if right, I will do like $300, right? So I'm like, all right, thirty thousand dollars That's not too bad. How much? $3,000. Thirty-two. Thirteen, 13. Thirteen. 13 no, no, no I was like, God no. thanks, sir. No. I Let me borrow some money. $3,000 a month. Yeah. It ain't bad. So it's, it's like, it's not bad for here. But the issue is the size. Because I'm paying a thousand right now. <laughs> For like 780 square feet. If I were to go to 1,300, I've seen some for 500 square feet at 1,300.
0: Oh, dude. We had, let's see, 2,000, I don't know, four years ago. Mm -hmm. Went over to this place called Elman on the And mind you, before I left Kentucky in 2015, well, I guess I officially started renting here because I was sleeping on couches for the first two years. In 2017, I got my pub deal and we started renting our first place. Rent a little house, a house out around Donaldson for like $1,500 a month. Mm-hmm. Before that, I'd never paid over $350 a month for in my life. So I'm like, okay, this is crazy. I was making $2,000 a month you know, just as a right, as a writer. writer, Yeah, and so it was in that. Mandy was coming to work in three days a week and driving back and forth and stuff. But so we, I come home one afternoon and there's some kid just broke into my house. And it's like, that was the whole ordeal. I didn't feel safe for my family being there anymore. So I, I like, we get an apartment over here at the Element under my brand for 1400 and... a month, I think it was. We were on a 17th floor with a downtown view off our balcony, uh huh. Felt like a king, man. It was it was so awesome. It was inspiring to wake up to, go out on the balcony
1: in the morning, have coffee. It was. Sick. Now it's horrible to live there. Oh, dude, it's and it's because like shootings there stop.
0: Yeah, dude, and yeah, though, it's, everything's getting crazy yeah. across the street. Yeah. and it was it was crazy enough with the frickin', uh bachelorettes on the pedal taverns at nine thirty in the morning. God, ladies. We love you, but there's other towns you
1: can go. <laughs> <to be laughs> rest Vegas still wants you. Vegas, Vegas still, Vegas still wants you. They might need you. They might point. need you at this point. <laughs> Leave our fucking town alone.
0: That, freaking, that apartment now is probably like I, I bet. You, well, I know I, I called about. It's like eighteen hundred now. Maybe. Yeah, was, well, when I called it all back, it was over two thousand dollars for a one bedroom. Yeah. But they move their prices around depending on what's what right they have
1: side. full and yeah. what they don't, you know. Sure. My uh I have a couple of buddies live there. And Brett Elder used to live there actually. Uh-huh. Um I had a couple of buddies who, who live there. Uh now and now I just use it because I go to Tenerife a lot, so now I just use it for parking. So
0: Oh yes. I
1: can to- <laughs> I texted my buddy the other day, I'm like, hey, am I still on your guest list? Yeah, cool. I'm using the parking spot today. <laughs> yeah man it it has it's got crazy now for the
0: same amount so I moved I moved uh, I moved to Spax Kentucky February last year for the same amount of money I was spending on that one bedroom we had 16 acres and 2,000 square feet with a full basement underneath that 2,000 square feet and and a view that's out of this world so it's just like it just goes to show you like that's, those are places that people are coming here from to try and chase this dream, you know? Yeah. And, and so the living expenses are so different. So even if you can swing the rent, man, you still got to eat
1: and, and, it's, and it's, interact with people. And interact with people. It's like, yeah. cause she, cause she's like, you know, you can't. You can't not interact with people. It's like that's that's clearly we've seen over over the last two years what that has caused with depression and mental issues of not being able to interact with someone. Yeah, you man. You know, face to face, not just talking about Zoom, but it's like face to face kind of thing. And it's like when you have that going on, you can't just always be like, "Oh, I'm not drinking today," or "Oh, oh, I can't really go out because I'm not. I can't afford it right now." It's like You got friends, like you're missing, like you get FOMO and you kind of, you're missing out with your friends. You're missing out moments.
0: Well, it's crucial to the process, too, if you're a new songwriter Mm -hmm. in town, you got to go to Losers, you got to go to local, or you got, there's these places around town where all the other new writers in town and artists are going to, and without developing a crew around you when you first get to town, like, you, you know, Lone Wolves are... I mean, it's, it's hard, hard. It's hard. It it's
1: hard. I used to... Here's a funny story. Um, and I don't think the guy, the booking agent who, uh, who listens to this ever has known this story. I went... When I first came to town with the Murfreesboro. So I was going to MTSU. Mm-hmm. And so I was like literally networking. Every time I was outside of school, I was, in, I was driving in 30, 45 minutes to Nashville to try to network. I had... Maybe six dollars to my name. I was shopping a Honda Accord. I had two bars left on my gas. I'm like, I'm still taking this, this lunch. And this is the point where it's like, you don't know if that person's going to pay <laughs> for lunch or not. <sighs> Even though they make my money, you're like, you have yeah. no, no. You know, you see, still. I was still learning the whole thing about expense accounts that these agents have. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I was like, so I, I get there and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm like, I'm not eating. I'm fasting. Like I'm fasting right now. Yeah. So the guy sat there, ate his lunch. He goes, "You sure you want anything?" I'm like, nah, "I'm gonna die. And I'm fast right now." Like the server was like, the server, <laughs> the server was like, the server said to me, "Like, are you sure?" Like she was like, she was like really like bashing the fasting part of my diet. Cause like I'm assuming she's like a trainer part-time mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, and she was like bashing. I'm like, oh, I'm like, it's working for me, blah, blah. Um and when I got back, I also had to pray that I didn't have a ticket on my car because I couldn't pay for it's parking. parking. <laughs> couldn't pay for parking. So I parked in a meter and I didn't put money in the meter. So she's like, I'm just praying like six dollars my name to get me to and from Nashville to Murfreesboro. Yeah. It's like, cool. I get back. I'm driving halfway back. Fucking gas light (laughs) comes on. I'm like, fuck, I still got 20 20 minutes left this damn trip. I'm like, here we go. $3 gas. Cool. Two gallons get me right back to fucking Murfreesboro. Man, that
0: $3, you'd really be fucked now. Oh, I'd be fucked now. It's like, $3,
1: $3, what would you get? Maybe half of a gallon? Not, yeah, because because I went to, there's one, I know there's one downtown, guess who's downtown, it's like, it's $4.99 a gallon. And like, oh, $5.49 yesterday. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And you
0: got a truck. Yeah, it cost me $148 to up and I had a quarter tank. Jesus. Bro, I just stuck a 20 down in the gas tube after I got done. <laughs> just take it
1: all. Just take it all. Just take it all. (laughs) Just (laughs) smile. I mean, that's how it is, though. It's like nowadays, like, what would cost me, it would cost me, it used to cost like 25, 30 bucks to fill my tank up Cause I got a small car. I don't got no damn big car. I drive a Hyundai Elantra and ain't no V6. It's a fucking four cylinder car. And it used to take me 25, 30 bucks at most. To fill my tank up for me. Now it's 50.
0: Yeah, see, I wish I wasn't a car guy. Yeah. Like I went from Mustang GT to
1: four wheel drive pickup truck. And, uh, oh, my next one is a four wheel drive pickup truck. Don't worry. The truck
0: though, that truck though, with you can like, Put a cold air intake on it and do a couple other things, have a tune done on it, and you get like thirty miles of gallon out of them, they say. So it's a twin turbo, like DC. Oh yeah, you're, you yeah, you
1: get a lot of miles on the highway with that. So
0: I'm on I mean, I'm like man, But still just like two thousand dollars to do all that. stuff. I'm like, is it worth it? Shit, I'll save he, he look, he,
1: you what? know, my cause a buddy of mine did that on his car and he he's saving a whole lot. Now I can just find that two thousand dollars. <laughs> You want to rule where Brooks and Dunn? You better, come on now. Wow, shit. Come on now. First three don't make no money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. We spend it. That's true. You spend it before you even get there. Yeah, man. A lot of people don't understand that. See, that's a um, that's a like that's an I'm like people don't realize. You're right. People don't realize that just I'm because kidding. you're just because you're on the first line, drill in the lineup with someone, you're not making that money because you're you got to pay everybody to pay the you gotta pay your bank, you gotta bed, pay your bus. bus
0: driver, gas or fuel. Like it's it's crazy, man. And but I also I was talking to an artist the other day, and I was like, "So what are you doing, touring wise?" And they're like, "Well, you know, I'm just kind of waiting because I don't want to go out here and I want to wait till I make some money." And I'm thinking, man, you're not gonna make any money. You don't go out and build a crowd, but um, it's like you. I, I, I'm sorry, but he might he might see this. But I feel like that's just uh, that's the wrong mentality because you really you gotta invest in yourself, man. And I'm, obviously, I'm no professional at it because yeah. I'm not superstar or anything. But uh, I feel like that was money well spent when we didn't make money there, right? Because we're in front of twenty thousand people, night. And, you
1: know? and that's and that's I think that is because at that point you're paying in a way you're paying for exposure, which is why people were able to do CMA fest. Like people think. Oh, CMA spends a whole lot of money. No, okay. Here's no, news, breaking news for you guys. Artists don't get paid at CMA Fest. No. <laughs> no.
0: We, we are doing that. We, we're doing that. And, and dude, that's one that I really don't have a problem with going
1: Because there's so much fucking exposure, though. Yeah. And it's people, it's like legit. It's legit fans. fans. It's yeah. legit fans who pay their, from all over the world, who's paid their hard earned money to fly from wherever they're at to spend four or five days in a town they probably ne- most likely have never been to before yeah. to see their favorite artist no matter how big or small their artist is. Do you put some weed in this No, man? you getting
0: high?
1: Yeah, bro. <laughs> 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 no, and is gonna, gonna tobacco high over here, guys. <laughs> yeah, dang,
0: man. I mean, I hit a little
1: vapor down there, but shit. Oh. You're not supposed to inhale it, though. Oh, uh, no. I did it on accident a while ago. Yeah, his ass is native. That's true. I know. Mm-hmm. I know. Yes, let it me tell ready. you. You tell you who I do, uh, outdid me one time. Kaylee Hammack came in, and yeah, I was, she, she knew. She walked in here and knew what cigar she wanted. <laughs> I love it. Knew what cigars you wanted. I'm like, all right, so you know what cut knew what cut she wanted, knew uh I was just setting up. She had already went and got a cigar, got a drink, came back, sat down, lit her cigar. Okay, cool, we'll start doing it. While we're sitting there doing the interview, not one time. Now you see how many times I flicked. Yeah. She's flicked, she didn't flick one time until towards the end. It was about that long. It was like a long... <laughs> I've never I smoked a sweater cigar before. Yeah, this is... I love it. It's like a... It, it does taste great. Right? Yeah. What is this again? It's a Flathead. Flathead. I need them to sponsor me. Yeah, come on, Flathead. What the hell? I like, legit need them to sponsor me. I mean, they told can't. me no. I DM'd them. They were like, oh, we're not looking to sponsor anyone. I'm like, to I just want a box of free cigars. That's all I want. Just, one box. just give me like one or two boxes. How many comes in a box? 20? 10 20, depending on how big the that's, box is, That's 10 episodes. exactly. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I'm here to tell you they're worth it, they're freaking worth it, and they're, only, and they're cheap, only $10 a bottle. ADD squirrel, squirrel, squirrel. okay, squirrel Kayla hammock, though. <laughs> Kayla Hammock is a badass,
0: she's a badass, underrated. I wanted to, uh, I wanted to have her on the record, but she had already done a bunch of stuff on. Recently, when I reached out to her, there's a few songs that I, I wanted to get some. Is, dude, there's just so many badass female artists uh, in country music right don't now. Don't get enough yeah man, think, like, paid to them. I think, honestly,
1: like, there's more badass females coming up right now than there
0: is guys. Out. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had the conversation the other day with a friend. I was about how I feel as though, and this is not an insult to any male artist at all. But I feel as though that we, we've lost a touch of unique uniqueness. Yeah.
0: Authenticity.
1: Yeah. We've lost, we've lost that. Um, and you get, you and we're getting it with females, but for some reason it's not getting pushed or if it's getting pushed, but it's just not being accepted fully.
0: I don't know that authenticity gets pushed
1: regardless. Like there's
0: a few that really break through somehow, you know, like Miranda or Eric or like, Lainey's the latest one. Lainey, yeah, dude, Laney's freaking queen. Dude. Yeah, she's she's a badass. But like, Laney, you know, Laney was living in the house with two other badasses, Casey Tendle yep. and,
1: and, uh, and and Megan Patrick at one point
0: wasn't it? Uh, was it Megan Meg- Patrick? Yeah, well, Megan's another one. Megan's another one. Craft, yep, Danielle Towns. Like, I don't want to forget any of them, man, because there's so there's so many badass female
1: artists coming up right now. Um, Casey, y'all need to look out for Casey Tendo because Casey Tendo. Yeah. She's she's really picked up her shit.
0: Yeah, we we uh played a little gig here all well it's been a while now. Shit, I guess it's before Covid we we did a thing at third and winsley 30 more time. That's the first time I got to hear her Yeah, she just tells it like it
1: is. She sounds like it is. She's a very in your face, like hard in sleeve, yeah, real yeah. badass. What's that what's that
0: song that middle uh middle seat or
1: something like that she, she has one she has one middle seat I know the other one is um June, June Jet John Jet John Jet yeah John Jet yes Rob, yeah I can't remember
0: her name I'm terrible with song names
1: man yeah the makes two of us I can tell you, I can tell you the lyrics but I can't tell
0: you the fucking names To in
1: the town she's put some new music oh she actually she dropped new music the night that she had uh, Basin Basin East Basin East. Basin East, yeah she is fucking phenomenal I got her drunk one time what is it you we got, got her drunk <laughs> you know she has not drink no Come on. So we went. So she played listening room. And you know how people at listening room always buy shots for like Mm -hmm. people around her shots for whatever. And, and, um, (laughs) and, uh, she got trapped. (laughs) Well, she got trapped big time. So it was her, uh, Jamison Rogers, Jimmy, Jordan Davis, and Carly Pierce. And so we bought them all. Me and my friend bought them all shots. And so. That was the first show. Carly had to leave after the second show, after the first show. So she left. And there was the rest of them. And we didn't realize someone, we went out in between shows, we went into the dressing room and someone told us like, hey, yeah, you know, she doesn't drink. And we're like, we had already, someone already sent up two shots and she she took them. And we're like, what? She doesn't drink? Like, no, she doesn't drink. I'm like. Not because she has a problem. Not because she has a problem. She just, she just, she doesn't drink her. And I'm like, I didn't know that. Shit. Cause I sit one up. My buddy sent one up. And we're like, shit. So, so two shots. shots she's toasted. Two shots. She's toasted. Like she <laughs> done. And so she's like, I was like, to you took those shots. She goes, she asked, to know, do you drink? She goes, no. And I'm like, fuck, I'm so sorry. Now you feel like a <laughs> like, like, Yeah. So I'm like, shit. So we go back up. We, the next show comes around and we go back up. And so we send another shot but I was like make sure you get nil and let her know it's a shot of water yeah and she goes so I see her and I, I'm watching the server bring up the, the glasses and, she, and all you hear is Tanil oh no oh no and like in the microphone <laughs> and so I, then I see the Sarah whisper here and goes it's just water oh and so she goes oh okay and she she shaking I can use some of that. Oh, dude. I've
0: tried, like, I've tried all kinds of tricks to get around drinking. Um, I have found that I'm very terrible at the coyote ugly trick, you know, in a movie where you yeah. spit it back in the bottle. Yeah. I tried doing that one night after somebody, like, pressured the hell out of me to take a shot and it's like, all right, cool, I'll just spit it back in my beer bottle. And then when I did, it just, like, came out I came of right the So around. I got busted, you know, and then I was just laughing stock.
1: I've gotten to I, I've gotten to the point where it's just like if you give me a shot, I'll cheers, and then I'll sip it, and then you'll turn around and I'll give it to someone else.
0: Man, I've just never really been a big drinker anyway. So, but it's like
1: some it
0: seems like this job and drinking tend to go hand in hand. And yeah. luckily, I've never liked it enough for it to be a problem. Yeah, um, but it is. I've, I've found some reasons why, A, hey, you're so amped up at the end of the night, you know, doing, doing all this. And so it's like, you need something to knock the edge off. But then, I mean, have you ever slept on a tour bus? Yeah. Yeah. That's just not easy. It's not I'm, easy. It's like, I need I need a couple shots of whiskey and burn one before we go to bed, you know? Cause it's like, gosh, dang.
1: It's, see, for me, when I slept on a tour bus, for me, it was, one, I hate the fact that you have to keep it cold on the bus. Number one. Yeah. You have to keep like, it cold. It's just, it's like, yeah. And I hate the germs. Down. I hate the cold. Yeah. I hate it. Um, and so well, I cause I wake up all like stuffy, stopped up, can't fucking breathe. I I'll love sleeping sleep in a cold room. I'll sleep in a cold room for sure, yeah. but like I like if the blankets weren't thick enough. <laughs> That's the issue. <laughs> I need some more covers. Oh, no. <laughs> that's the fucking issue. Damn. So, but it's like, no, it's tough because sometimes, and sometimes it's very peaceful, like the bus will rock you like a baby and, yeah. and fall asleep. But like other times you gotta go through the fucking speed bumps. You gotta- yeah, and you
0: get a dumbass that's riding the shirts all night. And I'm just like,
1: yeah. maybe he's not a dumbass, but that
0: dude, we had a driver, and I literally, I heard the Roman shirts so many times. Sometimes, Redneck just comes out in me. And and I I went to the door and opened the door. And as I was opening the door, he hit the wrong strips again. And I said, That means merge left, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And I felt like such an asshole. But I was like, Jeez. Dude, I'm, it's like every time you get to the strips or you go around a curve, you you lose your stomach and it feels uh, it's like you're like, all right, we're dying now. This is it. Exactly. I die in a well. Luckily, I know what it's like being a coffin it's in a damn. Is <laughs> as big as it? The- <laughs> so, but I've I've been having trouble sleeping on the bus lately. But but no, that I mean that, and then just sometimes it's like, man, I'm not I'm not on. You know, yeah. it's like. I've I've had a rough day, and I gotta go meet this person for the first time. You know that that could potentially be a, a great working relationship or a great personal relationship moving forward. But it's like I've had a bad day. You know, it's like so. Then you're like, oh, maybe a little drink will knock the off. You know, so it's slippery slope you get into, and it's like that person doesn't. You know, it's not their fault that I've had a bad day. Right. So they, they deserve to have. You know, uh, everyone deserves to to meet the. A happier
1: side of you when they meet you, you know. But then, and know what? That's that's. I'm I'm glad you brought that up because I feel like artists and celebrities get a bad rap because it's like when people, when you interact with someone and the person had a bad day, and all of a sudden, oh, he's he was an asshole the day I met him. Yeah. Well, you don't know what he was. Th- you don't know what he or she was going through the day. Yeah, that she They did. W- wife can be fighting. Wife can be yelling at them. Husband can be yelling at them. They can be fighting. Could oh, yeah. be someone business going on. You never know. And it's like, I think people forget that artists and celebrities are humans as well. Yeah, man. It's. Like, I don't know. It's. It's. <laughs>
0: We are all just trying to figure out how to get through it. And, you know, we're, right. we're lucky to do what we do, but it's still a damn job. I mean, who, whoever said that, you know, do what you love for living, you'll never work day your I, I, I said that in my number one party is that they're a damn liars. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked harder doing this stuff. You know, CMH, you were talking about that. We we knocked it out one day. We did three shows in one day. And it's just a go, 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 It's hot as hell. And there's, you're, you're running into me. We got to do interviews, we got to play shows. And it's like, Man, I mean, mentally, I've been physically exhausted for years working, you know, yeah. just just working blue collar, hard nose jobs, you know, and it's, uh, but there's, there's a thing about just being mentally freaking
1: emotional. I think, I trained. think, yeah, I think, I think mental exhaustion is worse than physical exhaustion.
0: It, it can be yeah. for sure. You know, at least with physical exhaustion, I don't know. It's like when it's over. You you can sit down, yeah, and like feel some relief when you're when you're just mentally exhausted. It's like there's there's almost no there's almost no relief until you're asleep because well for for people like me anyway like I, I'll get home. One days like that, and I'll I'll go back over the things that I said while I'm laying there in bed, and I'm like, shit! I hope they didn't take it this way, or or you know, I, I should have said it this way, or I answered that question wrong and says so. Now I'm just like, oh, I'm beating be the shit out of my brain again. But no, man. I mean. There's definitely something to uh to some physical exhaustion too, man. I mean you get in a grain bin and shovel corn in ninety degree weather for, for hours. So dude,
1: Jesus Christ. that'll work on the mine not my ass. Not not me. <laughs> not me. Not my black ass. Not doing it. <laughs> not, not, not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got
0: a I got a little strung out in, in college and uh and for a little while, and I, I never have had like any, uh, I've never really had an addictive personality as much as I've, I've just been like, when it's around, mm-hmm. that's it, you know, but it was around too much for a little while. So I went back home. Actually, my dad told me to go listen to Homeboy by every sure. and And um, I, I was just, man, I was just living a really crappy life. And dad's told me to listen to that song and I listened to it. And that weekend we went home. And I was with my girlfriend. And when we were leaving, we were walking towards her car. I mean, I was, dude, I said speech a piece of crap. I didn't, I didn't have a car I driving her car around and bumming her right? you know, it was just like, but uh, we were walking to her car and I stopped at the porch and she's like, are you coming? And I was like, nah, I'm going stay here. You know, so. I did. I stayed there and the next day at my rehab was going to work with my dad at this mill in our hometown, working for this guy named Paul Bryant, Otis Bryant and Sons. And my first day on the job, it was 98 degrees and I was in a grain bin shoveling corn and soybeans, man. I was like, that's rehab right here.
1: You know, (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the cheapest rehab there is. I swear this shit out in one day. (laughs) Hey, <laughs> I tell you what. The bad side of that kind of rehab was it was like, man, you want to go back. Or... Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I buzz. Yeah, a buzz right now. Damn it! Damn it! Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about your uh, your inspiration. Man, My asses are flashing. Yo, uh, you see me? I'm trying to I'm trying to catch up. I'm like, what the fuck? What You're the right. hell? See I'm man. Uh, yeah he's definitely high. he's definitely high he's definitely high. It's just tobacco. It's just tobacco that's okay. Um legally. Um back Oh man. Uh no, so let's talk about my boy. So I remember straight, straight out of drugs into Straight it, out of Exactly That's how it went That's how it went That's how went Because <laughs> uh, I remember When I first heard it I was working here At station here um, And I heard it I heard it like Early in the morning So we're like You know we're getting ready To do the morning show um, And we had to basically Introduce everyone. We have the the new weeks New songs. We have to introduce a new songs going into going out of the break or whatever. That's cool. And so we were always like, "Hey, turn this up, so we can listen to it." Be I mean, the first time we listen to it, and I sat there, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's six thirty in the morning, and there's a tear coming down my face, huh. and it's like, and I'm like, and I'm like, listen, I'm like, I'm finally happy that someone like made a song that talks about being a stepdad because there's so many people out there who aren't real fathers, aren't really biological fathers, but they step up. You did it. It was right about the same time that I met Andrew Janakis too. Mm -hmm. You did it. Andrew Janakis did it and it's just like or Janakus. I fuck up his name, every, his name every... Yeah, yeah, you do. I fuck up your name every time. Uh, um, um, but we talk about his, and it's like, and he adopted his kid, like, you. and it's just like, you know, that, I'm like, that's something that, that was country music. Man,
0: I mean, the last time, I guess a song touched on that topic that I was aware of was... Uh, he didn't have to be Greg Pace, yeah, like 99, yeah, but none of that was in the thought process. It, that all knowledge, all that knowledge came afterwards. There's been some other guys that have put some stuff out and just didn't have, uh, I guess, commercial success or whatever. But I think a guy named like Brandon Cook or something had a song out about being a stepdad that I listened to during that time, it was great. And there's there's been a few others I've heard along the way. Uh, after that song came out, some people would like share it with me. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I wish I could remember the names right now. There was just, there was a couple that I really enjoyed, um, but yeah, man, I think that that song is just uh, it, it's just one of those things. It's just it, it's super simple, but it's just, it was just uh, what it is. Man. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. It's, it was, it's it, and it was it was it was powerful, and I and I go back to yeah. when I was a writer. He, in a previous life. Um the the PRO gave me advice, and it was the kiss advice, the kiss formula, to keep it simple, stupid. Keep it simple, stupid, yeah, that's what they say. Yeah, because you know you get these songwriters who try to complicate shit mm-hmm. and like make that. and make it so yeah. <laughs> and make it so complex, though, because they try to they try so hard to be unique and to be different. Well, it's, it's it's always a
0: dance with metaphors
1: and you know just simplicity. Um, with that
0: song, we just we really got away with not having to deal with any metaphors. And you know, I'm 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 only one guy out of that out of that whole process. There's it's me, Russell, Sutton, Nick, Columbia, Lee, Star. You know, three other guys. That we were all fairly new to town. I think maybe Russell and Nick and Lee had been there a year or two longer than me. But just kind of trying to find our bearings. And uh, I always say there's five writers on that song because, you know, God's been a big part of, of everything uh, to do with that song. He'll, he'll, you know, we were just talking about the things that yeah I have found myself uh, around in my life. And But the the cool thing is, is that God will use you inspire yourself, you know. And, Ain't that the truth. Yeah. So uh, he, uh, you know, that night, I feel like he was definitely there with us and, it just, it all started from a Facebook post that a friend of my stepmom sent me. It said, I don't have a stepson. I have a son that was born before I met him. And, uh, oh man. Wow. Yes, yeah, that's so cool. I wish I could find, there's a picture of a little boy on that, on that, um, it was like a meme or something, but I wish I could find who that is just so I could, like, Meet that family and that kid and shake their hand, give them some t-shirts or something. Yeah, know, because yeah. that, that it really inspired the song. Um, we, uh, we better be careful; people want money. But uh, <laughs> we'll guess what? I ain't got no. Um, you just heard it. He, he he's he's a little ball on the total ball right now. Yeah, I man. I mean, it's it's uh we're getting there. We're getting there, but, but yeah, we uh yeah I think Nick Columbia. Asked me, he said, you know, tell me about your son. And I started to go into something and was just like, yeah, dude, he's my boy, you know? And he's like, no, stop right there. Let's write that. And, um, it just turned into all of us. I think there's, I was a step parent. One was a step child. One had been in a relationship with a girl that had a, you know, five, seven year old kid. And one of them was just, you know, a great writer and sitting there and we, we all just, Kind of kicked it around and tried to tell the truth as loud as we can. I said that from Chris Stapleton, um, but I think that with with me writing that song, my intentions in writing the song were so that the so if you anytime you marry, you didn't come into a family dynamic where there's a child involved and you know you feel like you're going to come in and you see the things that you might think are wrong in the situation. You're going to come in on your white horse and fix it all and you're going to be super dad or whatever, super mom, whatever the case may be. But you, you quickly find that you, you, you know, you just, Fit somewhere in all all of their program that's already set up, and you got you got to find ways to nuance your uh, your beliefs and your uh, develop your parenting strategy around that. Especially if that's your first child, you know? uh-huh. So it was a bumpy road for a while, you know, just with, with myself, with my my wife, my my in laws, and you know my my mother and father in law have been. So, like, they've been super parents to, to my boy, you know, right. before I came around and um, filled a void there that I could never replace. But I, I wrote that song from a place of hope, you know, that night with those guys. I wanted my son when he was old enough to be able to go back and listen to it and just understand my intentions coming into yeah. his life, yeah. you know? Yeah. And uh, and then it, what it did was it, you know, ultimately brought us closer and I've seen so many videos and stuff and been told, the coolest thing I've been told about that song, and I'm just being a little tangential here, but, um, um, the coolest thing I've heard about that song is that it, it gave, I heard it early on somebody told me it gave them a way to say I love you in a way that they weren't able to express before, and I thought that was such a cool description
1: of, Mm -hmm. of what that song did, and, yeah, I um. don't. I think of it as <laughs> every time you know you see you go through Facebook. I get I get the Facebook black hole with the, the videos. Yeah, and you see the the people like there was one I recently saw. Mom and stepdad was getting married, but the kid handed dad handed handed the groom the adoption papers yeah. as as part of like, yeah, hey, you know, That's cool. you're you're not just marrying her and now you're, you know, marrying me or you know, kind of thing. And I've I've I, I in my head I go back to my like, that song just comes back when you see videos like that because it's like, <laughs> damn man. This because America is full of that. Yeah. America. America's full of single moms. When they meet someone, they end up. Shit, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, probably fifty. Yeah, I'd say yeah. marriage success rate is probably you know, around fifty percent. Right? I think it's less than that now at this point. With the, with the new generation, we we leave we leave a drop a dime. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, <maybe. laughs> you we got. I'm done. I'm fucking done. I can run. <laughs>
0: You got movies, you can think. Exactly. It. What am
1: I supposed to do now? You need me four.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem, man. It's so, it's too easy for, it's too easy for a guy to run off. Yeah. It's, it's way too it's easy. It's way too easy. And, you know, if, if we're being empathetic, you know, it's like. Uh, okay, cool. I'm scared to death. I don't know what you're going to do. Guess what? She is
1: too, dog. Mm-hmm. You know, what the
0: what the hell about, you know?
1: You got a man up. You got yeah. a oh, man, man he up. Like you, 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 she didn't make this baby on her own. She's not married. And, and, and <laughs> some dudes
0: are just so pathetic They'll 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 risk, you know, an extra bit of pleasure for a minute, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. 10 seconds. You know, they'll risk it, a child just for, and I'm just like, what the hell,
1: man? It's like, why? What's the point? What, like, <laughs> Oh, ain't nothing wrong with it
0: Ain't
1: it. nothing wrong with it. It ain't
0: nothing wrong with it. It's like it's terrible, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. Man, but it, yeah, that that song um it's changed your life. It has, man. It's changed my life, and 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 I've seen it change so many other people's lives. Those videos are just been incredible to watch. I remember one of the reasons why I picked County Road as our sec as our second single, which mm-hmm. obviously wasn't a great idea since it's not a radio anymore, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Funny how that works out. Funny how that works my, out, everybody. My label head, he was like, he said, "I picked the first one, you pick the second one." I said, "Boo shit, you gonna pick it with me that way?" It's as long as you
0: can. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but, but no but I remember like one thing that helped me decide to go that route. Next was I seen this video of like this this dude, this Hispanic dude, and it was like had face, did, like all these like gang style tattoos all over him, and he, he's got this little girl, I believe. In the video with him, and it's the song playing in the background. He's just weeping, man. And that video just really touched me because I was like, you know, okay, because I definitely don't feel like a poster child for parenting, right? You know, which I could yeah. easily be labeled after putting a song like that out, and that being the only thing people know about me, but. But it's like, yeah, it just goes to show you that that, that that kind of love crosses all boundaries. And it's like, you can, dude, you can, you can be a freaking total gangster, just whatever. Yeah. And still have a love like that for a child that, that's, you know, unsurpassed by anything in the world.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> there's, there's a sermon in there. Yeah, man, it crosses. There's a sermon in there somewhere. It crosses cultures, colors, mm-hmm. any kind of boundary you
0: want to put
1: around it. It's a sermon in there because it's like you, you see that, and it's like if, you, if that if that can make if that can make a grown man like that cry, a <laughs> gangster like that cry. Yeah. And show that love for that kid. Yeah. Imagine what God is like to us.
0: Somebody that probably has unthink, done, like, unthinkable, unthinkable things. things. It's and like. I'm, I'm judging good book Yeah, God. yeah, yeah.
1: But someone, you know, unthinkable things have that much love. And it's like, and we, like, we as people, we judge because that's what we see. From a, <laughs> From you know, from society. That's how we look at it. We see, we're like, ah, that's probably not a good person. No, that motherfucker is a hardworking motherfucker who yeah, loves you, that. kid. you can. don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're looking at, dude. What was really cool, and it's like people try to stray away from
0: this shit, but it, it, like I don't get the shit. We're mm. um, What was really cool was the very first video that went viral. Was this in 2020 was a terrible year, yeah, right? yeah, for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons, the, and, and the, the racial climate was just insane, yep. and, and there was so much tension and everything. And the very first video that goes viral on this thing is a black guy with a little white kid. And it, four million views in, in the first day, they put it out. It's just him and this kid listening and, like, hugging each other. And, like, that was something that made me feel even more like there was divine intervention here, right? Because it's like all this bullshit that's going on on the news making us feel like we all hate each other. And here's a sign of love that, like I said, crosses cultures and colors and all boundaries, right here, and people are loving it. It's just 4 million views per state up to however many tens of millions of
1: views. Uh, and, it's, and it's like, we want that. It's, it's not just like, you know, because we see right through what's being plastered to us, we see it, and we're like, okay, but this is what we really want. We like,
0: we all just want to get along. We all, all. We we get along. Love each other. That's, that's all. That's, that's, that's really what, all it is. That's what that video. That's what that video shows. That's really all it is. And I think he cut through all the news bullshit, and you know, and everything, and showed that it's <laughs> that it's still out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that. I'm proud that that song was, you know, part of a moment like that that
1: went viral and put that in people's faces. Let's rewind here because we skipped a part you went to college. Oh, God. We really gotta go there. You gotta go there. What was L.V. Shane like in college? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> what were you like? Were you, were you like Marcus where you were literally at one point in my dorm, I didn't have any food, but I had alcohol. <laughs> Not much alcohol around me, but
0: <laughs> plenty of
1: other things. Helpers down, blackest
0: streamers, Mr. News, Mr. Donuts. Um, I had a lot of fun. Man, you know, I went to college right out in tailed, like ready to take on the world. I, I kind of had this dream of... You know, I always want to be a singer and songwriter, but that felt so out of this world to me that my dream I shifted my dream my settling. You're settling. You settled. My, my settling dream yeah. was to go to college for uh, English literature and creative writing and be a Rolling writer. Good and lord. English professor. Yeah. Good lord. So my even my settling was a little was a little out of this world, but um Dude, I
1: was still love rock and roll and sound. and you know, I think a lot of people. I think, I just, it's just so underrated. So, what made you? What made you? What made you realize? You just said that the dream that you originally had being a singer Summer was out in this world. Yeah, what mean? made you realize that it's reachable?
0: What made me realize it's reachable? Oh shit. Steve Harvey.
1: <laughs> Swear to God. No bullshit. Because that's the same for, for me. It was Steve Harvey. No bullshit. There was a video that I watched. A video of him talking about it was a. Don't tell me this is one about him oh, jumping. Jump. Yes. Yes, yes. Oh, that yes. That was it. Yes. That was it for me. Sure that was move. it for me. Made for right move right after I wasn't. That, that was it for me. It was one of those words, because I had already been down here for me. So I'd already been down here. So it was like, okay, and then so I got every other job outside of the industry. I, I worked at Verizon Wireless call center. I worked at some other places, a little small call center, and I walked and I worked at Apple. So I was like, I worked at these fucking call centers. And I'm like, there's no way of me getting out of this call center job. Fresh out of college. I didn't have a degree. I dropped out. Yeah. So there was no way of me getting out of the college and getting out, of, getting out of the call center and going into the music business, even though I had connections already. Because yeah. I had worked already to get those connections. But then it was just like, I literally saw that video. <laughs> I saw that video and I called my and I'm like, I think I'm quitting my job. She goes, what? And I'm like, I think I'm quitting my job. Like, I I have to, like, I have to quit my job at some point because I need to be able to do what I really came here. I moved from Philadelphia. What I really came here and moved for was to be in the music industry. Mm -hmm. And I'm wasting this time. Even though, unless, yes, I'm, like, Surviving financially. But it's like, I'm wasting this time being unhappy, getting cursed out by customers. (laughs) Having to get my last day of Horizon, my last two weeks of Horizon Wise, I had to give a $13,000 credit. Bro, I thought your voice sounded familiar. (laughs) (laughs) I was just having a real bad Tuesday like it was like it was just like so it's just like you know i'm like i'm getting emotionally drained from this shit and it's just unhappy doesn't matter the amount of money it's unhappy and i saw that and i'm like and she was like she saw it and then she went off and she went to be now she's an attorney in virginia she went off to law school um and so but now it's just like i saw that video and i'm like you know what Steve. You're fucking right. Dude, he's brilliant. And he's like, I mean, he's, he's another guy
0: that's kind of like dances around the kind of what we were talking about. Like he's, he's a little rough around the edges, mm-hmm. but he, but he seems, but he also seems like, uh, he seems like, a, an evangelist. Or yeah, his, his, his speeches and his, I'm calling, I would call them sermons to yeah. an extent, man. Like they're inspiring and he, he keeps his, he understands he's human, but he keeps his faith close to him, you know. And um he he was very inspiring that night in particular and I was I was struggling. I had went and done a lot of people don't know this and please God don't go look it up. <laughs> but I, I did American Idol back in the day. And um after I got out of American Idol I was like shit man I don't wanna go back and dig in ditches and show some corn. Right. right. I, I just sang on at the stage of a w Theater in LA the other day. That was sick. So I'm trying to decide what I'm gonna do. And I I watched this video one night of Steve Harvey talking about jumping. He's like, eventually, your parachute's going to come out. You might hit some rocks along the way, you know, or whatever. hit a ledge and bounce off of it. Your parachute will come out eventually. And I was like, you know what? By God, I believe you. And so I went to my wife and was like, you know, you think you could float us for four months? Like, if you got credit cards whatever, pay the bills. And she did just that, man. Ran all the credit cards up and everything. But at the end of that four months, see, like, clockwork, parachute came out. And I, what I would do is I would get up. You gotta be hungry, though. You have to be hungry. I, you gotta be hungry.
1: And, you have to be hungry.
0: And I've, uh, you know, there's times where sometimes you really
1: uh, you struggle with that hunger, and, and
0: when the hunger's not there, that's when you get a problem
1: that, and that's and I mean that was I stopped songwriting because mm-hmm. it was one. It was just like it wasn't because I didn't like songwriting. It was just like I woke up one day and was like, you know. I don't want to do this anymore.
0: Well, dude, you also got to be honest with yourself. Yeah. You know, you got to know what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. And you got to, you got to lean on your strengths. And yeah, I got this cheesy little saying that I, I bring up early on. And I'm talking about my team and I've developed a team of people around me that, that I'm, I, I can trust and confide in, and I know they do the job. But I, I like to say, keep people around you who are mighty where you are weak, you know. And, mm-hmm. and that's what I've done. It, it takes a lot of swallowing and pride your pride, and you go to let people sometimes let people take over certain aspects of your career, or your life. Mm-hmm. But you can't do it all. But you know, like
1: I'm learning that. Yeah, man. You, I'm you learning. I'm learning that now because there's, there's obviously with the podcast, it's like. Mm-hmm. I would love to have someone like take some things off my plate so that I can do other things. It's just like, but I'm also, I'm going to micromanage. I like, I know myself. So it's like, I'm a control freak. I want and I'm affectionate. So like, I want things done a certain way. And, it, and it's, it's, I'm learning that right now where it's like, I need to, be able to find someone who can probably do something better, social media better than me, or whatever. while well, well, you got to man Yeah, you got you to gotta make sure they're going to do what
0: you need them to do. Yep. When I when I, I watched that video and I started and I talked to my wife, what I would do is get up at like seven seven thirty in the morning and I would look up bars and areas that I wanted to play, like starting with Louisville, places and Kentucky, places close to me. But I would even like look down and like. Houston, Texas area. And and uh, I, would, I would wait till, so I would get up like 7, 7.30 in the morning, I would start finding these places. I would get a list of places in these towns I wanted to go hit up or these areas. And I'd worked in the bar industry before, so I would look specifically for places that were like restaurant bars that mm-hmm. had music on the weekends. And if I found those places at 11 o'clock in the morning, I'd start calling because usually if you got a bar that's got a restaurant prep, starts at around 10 or 11 in the morning right and so there will be working they'll be a manager there and there'll be kitchen staff there uh-huh. getting the place ready for the day and the night so i start calling and talk to a manager and sometimes the manager will be like yeah i'm that guy you know and i can't come play your place for 300 bucks on a friday you know for four hours you know nine to one or eight right. to twelve and i got a lot of yeses man and uh but sometimes it'd be like, you need to call somebody back later on, you know, and there was a lot of no's too, but through that, I started developing a way to go out and make some money and then then I'm like, oh, shit, like why didn't I start doing this when I was 22 because I made $300 a night, you know, on the low end and it's selling t-shirts and stuff, you know, I'm like, damn, I'm make more money than I ever made. Right. It's like, so, so I mean, if that's advice, I get people that are just like real fresh getting started. Like if you don't know, have you, if you have any, no idea what to do right now but you want to play music start reaching out to bars and playing acoustic gigs you know
1: because Nashville I ain't the only place that happens right I, I did it. all of this from Wisconsin to Texas I everyone's everyone thinks that Nashville's only place you can go into a bar and it's like no no I have a friend up in Boston doing it in Boston a lot of these places got like decks yeah
0: that they want you know you just go sit in the corner and play and even if you're selling t-shirts or playing for tits man somebody's probably going to be there That's that's you are going to recognize that you're chasing your passion they made you chase their passion. Like, it could be a dude that owns a construction company, you know, that, that, you know, sees you sitting over in the corner. I say that because I met one, you know, and it was like, next thing you know, dude's putting in putting a trailer behind your truck to haul your gear for you, you know, and that, that's another thing. It's like, I had some friends in Ohio too that, that really helped me out. This couple that, that owned the lake house so, over where we live now, but, hey, when you jump, like I think what holds most people back is like the the fear of not being able to take care of yourself or the family. It's like money, right? Money's yeah. always a big hindrance. Either you don't have it, and you don't think you can do what you really want to do because you'll you won't make enough money, or you come from it and you don't have enough drive to you know do anything. But right. But what I found is on the opposite end of that one is, you know, if you start chasing your passions, like God sends a little angels to give you some gas money for the journey, you know, and sometimes that's literal money and sometimes that's a place to stay. Sometimes that's a vehicle to drive. And, you know, you never know what it's going to be, but like, uh, there's no way that you're given a talent and a gift that you're not supposed to use and use to the best of your ability. I, I refuse mm-hmm. to believe that. So. I don't <laughs> it's, know where I'm getting with
1: that but, it's, it's, crazy, it's crazy though yeah. you know you gotta drop you gotta take the leap of faith because if you don't then you'll, ne- you'll then you always fail because you never tried yeah man and too like failure has such a negative it's so it's time. so negative it's like no that's a lesson dude this is a best <laughs> that's a lesson that's a lesson that's, that's a blessing
0: all the hardest times I remember right now I look back on I'm so thankful for you know Except for maybe like like my brother and sister had bad when I was a kid, it kind of messed up things. But but even that, you know, it gave me perseverance I and mean, it, it put me in the middle of a struggle that that taught me how to uh, you know take care of myself in certain aspects. Yeah, you know. But like every time, like every obstacle, every failure, every like it's only it's only that if you stop there. It, it can be such an opportunity.
1: It's it's. It's a crazy thing. It's a crazy thing. Crazy where we are living with that, and crazy how society just puts negative on failure. glad right. some people don't do that? that At least more room for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's less competition. It's less competition. And I've seen some very very talented people. I had a, I had a friend. I had a friend dummy. Uh, I joked with my friend one day, and they were like, "I think I moved to New York." You know, it's just not work for me. I'm like, good, leave. That means that means less competition for me. I'm like, not that I won't miss you. I'm like, but you out of my lane now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, man.
0: There's there's some. I mean, there's a, there's a guy in particular that that I know here in town. I've known pretty much since I've been here. He's seriously like one of the top three most talented. People I know, writer,
1: singer, everything. And I don't know what it is that he just gets in his own way, man. And it's like Yeah, I have a, fee, I, have a I have an artist like that, few artist like that that's just like every time they get close. They get so close and it's like, mm-hmm. what did you do? Yeah. Like how did you fuck yeah, that you up? Like you were, no, you had it in the bag. You had you had the deal in the bag. You had you had the single in the back. Like what 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 went wrong? Maybe it's like, like this subconscious fear of success that I don't, I don't understand. Sometimes I think also that sometimes it's hard for people to, um, take control of things, but also let people, like you just said, let people take control, control. let someone else take control of it and let it and just let it go. But also I think people just don't want to let go and just have the faith that something's going to go right.
0: Yeah, faith is a big. A it's a big,
1: big thing. Yeah. It's a big thing. If you don't have the faith to like, okay, this is gonna go right, because you're gonna also manifest this shit too. Oh, dude, man, manifestation is, is. more, I don't
0: give a shit what it says.
1: It's one hundred percent. It's one. It's one of the. It's, it's one of the. It's one of the biggest fucking things, and that's what I. I literally said it today because so, funny you say it because I, I uh, put your name on one of my board, my uh, board today because I'm working on another show. <laughs> And I said, um, I looked at it and I'm like, in my head, I'm trying to get the headliner for the show. And I haven't heard back from him yet. So I'm like, restart again to tomorrow. I'll try to lock it in and then start doing the rest of the lineup. And I literally said to myself, I walked past the board and I said, okay, I put everybody on the last show that I just had on the whiteboard. Just by... Months beforehand. I built, I built the lineup months beforehand. And I got every single person that was on that board,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: on that show. And I'm like, okay, let me go back to the board and put every single person I want on this show, and I'm gonna manifest that shit. Cause that's the only that's the only way. Because you, you can't just sit there and be like, "Oh, it's not going to work out. Oh, this is, Oh, it's not. It never works out for a person like me. Just like no, that's you manifesting that negative energy. Yeah. To where it's not going to work because now you're talking to the universe and you're, and you're subconsciously talking to God and 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 letting God know like, hey. I'm not ready for that. Or so I think saying the universe is just a chicken shit <laughs> way of saying God. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you see, you see how I switched that out, right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just like i hear people saying that. I'm just like, so you can believe that the universe has so much power, but you
0: like, you <laughs> can't believe in God. It's like, yeah,
1: okay. I don't give a shit what god you believe in. Like yeah. believe in it, like believe in something other than a fucking universe. Yeah, I don't want to believe it. But yeah, yeah. It just bugs. It, it. just but bugs us. say okay. like, you, you notice how quickly <laughs> you notice how quickly <laughs> I flip. <see. laughs> I mean, you safe? I was about to get you. I get you. I flip that shit oh, quick,
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> no man, I uh, one of my good friends I was talking about from Ohio. She told me one time, she said, if you want it, write it down. Mm-hmm. And so, dude, I got a piece of paper, and uh, if I can dig it out, I know it's in a black notebook. If I can dig it out, I'll send you a picture of it so you can post it. Yeah. Or whatever. But I, I wrote five goals on it for five years. And it was like, move to Nashville, get a publishing post deal, get a record deal, get a song cut by another artist, get another one hit. And I, I didn't think we were going to make it because the end of last year, this year we started the, the new five years. Cause I was really? kind of town in town and, uh, end of no. Yeah. End of 2015. I came for the first time, but 2016 was my first year in town. So end of 2021 was the end of the five years. And, um, I found that piece of paper after I got the number one and I was like, Oh my God, like it happened, you know? And I, and I, for some reason I haven't been having so much trouble writing down those, those new goals, but but yeah, man, like I think there's a lot of power in just writing something down too. And like, you're all back, man. Even I've always thought about acting, doing some acting, but and I always kind of dreamt of doing some acting, you know, right alongside as much as I've dreamt about doing music. But not only until, you know, six months ago did I really start talking about, you know, I'd really like to get in, mm-hmm. trying to do some acting. And the other day I'm sitting in a meeting with a director and, you know, that that does films and, it's, you know, has partnerships with Lionsgate and stuff. And I'm, I'm like, how did I run into this? And then I had, a, I had a buddy reach out to me and that they're doing a series uh, on this this thing that he wrote. And he's like, hey, man, I, there, there's this character in here I would like for you to, to try to take a stab at our an vision and pour. And I was just like, that's just stuff I've been saying out loud and thinking seriously about for the last six months. And here comes <laughs> terr- comes opportunities. And so I haven't been going and looking for them. They literally like fell into place. The first one was over through a singing thing. I did this tribute record where I sing oh I can't talk about what the artist is but there's this tribute record coming out that's tribute to this rock band and the night before I go in for my interview because we're doing a documentary it too, and the night before I go to do my interview for that I see a Johnny Cash documentary and I'm like I'm so I go to Walmart and I buy this all black outfit for my interview. Right. And I show up and we're, uh, we're talking about it and they're like, hey, we're doing this documentary on Johnny Cash. And it's like, we'd love to have you come speak on it. And I'm like, oh, that's sick. So then and it all just kind of, the film stuff, it started with like more not acting stuff,
1: but turned into. I think, I think me and you understand the you believe because seven, eight months ago, I wrote down an idea for a docu-series. And it was an idea that I, I like, I kept myself. And then I told one of my friends, so two of my friends at a dinner one night, I'm like, I, like I really, like I got, we were, we were just having like a life conversation. I'm like, this is the goal I want to do, you know, hopes and things. And I, I'm like, but I also, I'm like, I wanted, I wrote down the other day, I want to, I want to get into doing a docuseries. And my friend goes and I explained, I explained a docuseries that I wanted to do. And. My friend goes, my buddy just moved from California and brought his entire production company here to Nashville. And I'm like, really? Puts me in touch with them. So now it's like, we've had multiple coffees. We've had multiple dinners and things like that. And now like by the end of the year, we're going to start filming yeah. this docu-series So that that I had just wrote down or just like had this create. I had already had like the pitch deck for it, everything. I don't know shit about movies, by the way. Yeah. No shit about creating movies or documentaries. I know nothing about it. And, but Google. That's why you have people around you that are <laughs> exactly, every week. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, so now I'm like partnering with this guy. now it's like, it, it ends up where probably we end up getting a bigger partnership that, that may finance the whole fucking thing. And we're like, yeah. cool. Seriously, write it down, man. I mean, you got to write it down.
0: I uh, and sometimes just thinking it ain't enough because we no. think about it growing up. We think about it for years and years, and thinking don't do shit. That I think that I think saying it out loud really helps. Obviously, but when you write it down, you're actually making you
1: That's action. your prayer. Yeah, it's it your, your prayer. It's your it d- you're putting action to your prayer. Yeah, that's your prayer. Well, my friend. This episode has been a lot different because normally we talk about music, but this is an episode where I hope that we are able to really, really encourage someone. Yeah, man. I
0: mean, yes, yeah, it could be, it could easily say all about music, but the thing is no. you, me, we might work in music industry, but we're just regular. We're just just regular with,
1: life. That's all it is. And that, and that was the goal of the podcast It's the goal of the episode. It's the goal of everything that I do with, with this podcast is to let everyone know, like, Hey, they may be on that stage performing in front of 20,000 people, but they're still got to go home, go home to the wives, the kids pay the bills. They're still fitting for themselves. You know,
0: there's a, there's a song on my record called miles. that
1: started as a tribute
0: to my dad as a truck driver. And it goes into second verse where I kind of call him out on some of his bullshit, not being around and stuff. And I got to the bridge and, uh, it says, "With well, this cat in the cradle never got to here. We're swimming now. I run roads just like you. There's cities between her and me in a real life. Jeez. You know? And so it's like, that was, so then I was like, oh, shit. I'm just like, so yeah, it's like, it just goes to show you, like, I've been the construction worker. I've been the guy behind the wheel of a truck. I was like, there's so much similarities and there's so many of the same problems. like, you know, we're still, we still have all the distractions as anybody else in the world on our phones and temptations in the world. and all mm-hmm. thing. Like, Just people trying to get through it. And that's what I want people to understand too. When I come to my show, it's like, look, you didn't pay to come here to see me. I've got the opportunity to come and hang out with you. That's, that's you know, exactly what it shows. is. You
1: know?
0: And it's like, I'm just, I'm just one of y'all. And I try, I try to put that in my music too. I want people to really understand that. So like, I try to meet everybody. I can. I try to sign shirts and everything. I just, I want people to understand that there ain't no bullshit here. I'm just, I'm just a freaking redneck hillbilly dude from Kentucky trying to tell us the story of, of my people, but also trying to enlighten them a little bit too because I've, I've had the opportunity to be a little more cultured and, and see more things. And, you know, I've been in the city a little bit more and, and more melting pots and stuff. And it's like we a lot of things about the country I love, but there's some things we need to
1: figure out too. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Same with city. Mm-hmm. Same with the city, because I'm from the city. So it's, it's some things. It's 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 some things, things like, exactly. It's some things. And it's just like if we but if and this is full circle of our conversation about how we, we beginning of the year beginning, it was like all oh, division going on. If we just took time, I wouldn't even say to empathize with each other, but if we took time to just understand, not to try to change other's mind. Yeah. But just to understand. Yeah, you have to change your mind. You to yeah. change it's your mind. Hard. Just hear what I got to say. Yeah. That's it. That's, that's, it. Just, that's it. If you just hear what I got to say, and you're like, okay, I understand where you're coming from, kind of ordeal, then that's it. Then you we've made progress. That's the progress we need.
0: You know, uh, Lathan Worley.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm a big fan. of A huge fan does. of Lathan. And uh, you know, he he,
0: uh, I guess he says he he grew up in the hood in, in Memphis. Mm-hmm and uh me and him were talking here all back i, I met him for the first time and I, I was like a freaking kid in a candy store when i seen him because i've been watching all his videos on instagram and stuff and i just love his flow It's so old school and, and and he's like he's real rapper. he's now. got some
1: new music coming out
0: too awesome i'm gonna, i'm definitely gonna be on uh, that ble- <laughs>
1: <laughs> me and him were talking
0: to to your point i know you're trying to no you're fine here. i'm having a good time i am too um me and him were talking about how how similar it is at, in growing Hoods and Hollers. And it inspired this song that I wrote and uh, called Hoods and Hollers. And and I'm I'm I'm, I'm probably gonna holler at Lathan see if he wants to throw a verse yeah. on there for me. But it's just, you know, there's so many similar things and um that we go through is a poverty and yeah, it's like, it says, you know, grew up with nothing but the things that were needed if we're lucky, family, love, a couple meals, and Jesus, you know? It's like, and uh, and uh it's like, you know, in small towns, we see these pain clinics coming in mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So drugs make their way in there and and poverty, and then you're doing things to make money because you ain't got none and you you want to live a better life and you're selling shit, doing whatever you're doing. To feel better or have more money or whatever. And so, you, so then you scared death of the cops and all this. And there's so, there's so much stuff that me and him talked about within a three or four minute time period that I was like, man, I just wish so many more people out there in this world right now, in this climate, could have this conversation.
1: And I think what it is too, man, is people are scared to like have a conversation, conversation and talk. I don't think, you know what? I wonder what it is because I think people think, I think people, No one wants to offend anybody
0: yeah man always that's,
1: and, that, and that's the case and which is understandable and no one wants to hurt you the feelings but it's like you can't learn you can't learn if you can't learn after you, you, you don't ask I had a yeah. friend that we, we went out the other night and I had a friend in the car with me and it's very minute but we were talking about how she was peeling because she, she had been out in the sun for so long and I was like oh I actually started peeling I'm, as for those of you who haven't seen obviously I am a very black man <laughs> surprise. <laughs> surprise surprise um, <laughs> but but, like, it was the first time in a long time, because I went on Pond for Memorial Day weekend, and I started peeling on my head. And I started peeling on my shoulders. And, like, I'm like, I don't get, like, I get darker, but it doesn't stay.
0: Yeah.
1: It doesn't stay. And so she just started asking questions, and she wasn't doing it, like, to offend me or making a joke. She genuinely was just asking, like, well, do you use sunscreen? Do you, like, do you use? I'm like, I don't use any of that shit. <laughs> I don't, I don't turn red, I don't no. turn red and red. like it doesn't hurt. It just pills. Like it doesn't hurt. And she goes, Well, it hurts for me. And I'm like, Well, that's that's because you're white. And it's not simple as that. It's as simple as that. Freaking
0: skin yeah. And, and and people were probably hesitant to have a conversation like that. It's just like, Jesus Christ, I man, like how are we ever gonna learn what what is offensive and what ain't offensive if we're not if we're not, not asking to, questions to offend someone with a question. You know, it's like and I and B, don't be offended by a freaking question. That's a question, you know. It's like I'm just I'm like
1: because you know what it is i think people people look at it as when you ask a question you're asking it as a joke like you're trying to poke fun and and it's like no i'm just genuinely curious and genuinely i want to understand your culture i want to understand your lifestyle because i want to educate myself i want to pass it on to my kids yeah so that they know.
0: Well, then too, like you're, you're, you're always, people are naturally scared of the unknown, right? Yeah. So if we never, if we don't, if we don't learn, and I, and I don't even know, like, it's, I think it's more a culture thing than it's a color thing. Yeah.
1: Know, no, it is, a no, it is, it's, a culture, it's, it's know, definitely a culture. Yeah, it's that. definitely a culture thing.
0: But it's like, I think people are just so scared to death of it that it's like, that fear is going to continue to just persist if yep. we don't learn more about it. And that's why, I, that's what I was saying earlier uh, in the conversation about Kendrick Lamar's record, man, like it's really an insight for, for, for white people, yeah. especially into, into that culture and that, that way of life in that world is like, you see the struggles and you see the, the things to be scared of and the things celebrated and all that stuff. And it's like, without,
1: That's, I'm thankful for,
0: for records like that and real and authenticity like that because that gives you an opportunity to be educated, you know? And so pass off to him. Yeah. We, we got to be, I don't even know how we got here, man, but, but the problem is too, I seen a cool video today that, that sum up what we're doing right now. Because if this conversation, not between me yeah I know, but if this conversation was happening over the internet, it, what it was was these two dogs and there was a gate shut, right? Mm-hmm. There was a hole in the gate. And while, go, while the gate was shut, these dogs were trying to eat each other. As soon as the gate opens, they just look at each other. Like, oh. Exactly. So the gate shut is the internet, right? Yeah. Me and you sitting right here, like, any, anybody can sit and have a conversation and have a civil conversation, but for some reason we let that freaking internet just ruined <laughs> well what my buddy, my buddy, is that the best thing he said that everyone that comments on social media should have a what's it called a, a heptic or a heptic suit Oh, he- yeah yeah. so that like you can actually feel a blow to the face or the gut every time you say some stupid shit if that would happen and that would happen that would to be less to stupidness
1: place. on there
0: yeah I appreciate it. I, I appreciate what you what you have saying where you're coming from man and I, I never want to stray away from those, those conversations and and, you know, that's that's part of it. And that's something that's it's kind of seems like it's dwindled down a little bit over yeah. the last few months or something. Yeah. I don't know that it needs to dwindle down uh, per se, but uh, it's something that really uh, I w-
1: pers- was prevalent in our lives. A couple I, I would I would say I would ha- I would say that some people take this the wrong way, but I think in some aspects, 2020 in that way was good because it actually started conversations that needed to hyper and hyper focus yeah. it. I, so I would say that's the I would say that's probably the only good positive thing that came from 2020 is that it started the, and hyper focused the racism that should I say has been hiding yeah or the or just the ignorance I wouldn't say racist I would say the ignorance yeah ignorance. the ignorance yeah the ignorance in the in, in this country that's been hiding and it's like it's people who just like it's okay to ask questions like you have to ask me it's okay to have the I have I've, during that year I literally sat down at, on the phone three hours at a time with friends calling me just wanting to Better understand. Yeah. I'm not gonna say educate themselves. I'm gonna say better understand the lifestyle, or the culture that they don't normally go through.
0: And empathy goes both ways. Yes. It's like you can't yep. hate you can't hate this like you know, where I come from, you know, it was small towns, you know, people stay very close-minded and I, I can definitely see that, you know, you, you can't hate on somebody for being your product of your environment, right? right? So you can choose to, to get out of that environment and better yourself and, and you know, or whatever, or better yourself while you're in that environment and be a light. But also you have to understand is like, if you want to change somebody's mind, you
1: don't want to add them like a freaking bulldog. Yep. I mean, that's, that's <laughs> that's all, nothing. There's right? nothing. Yeah, you, you just got two fighting cocks with their feathers. That's right? all it is. Man, it's like know? just have a conversation. Yeah, man. Just had a conversation. I don't know how we got here. But I'm glad I don't know did. how we got here, but I'm glad we did too. And I fucking love, I love this conversation. Uh will Shane, you will be back here on this podcast. Thank you. <laughs> later. That's a great Good fucking day cigar. Day I day told day. you, I told you, Flathead. Please sponsor me, please, yeah, please. I need you to sponsor me. Um, but this has been another episode. This has been an awesome episode of Smoking Session Podcast. Please, please, sure, to go follow us everywhere. Smoking Section Podcast everywhere. Follow LV Shane, LV Shane Music everywhere. LV Shane Music. I think everywhere. Everywhere, yeah. Uh, he is a badass he is a badass and he is an awesome fucking person if you have not caught on to that in this conversation so later on just go out there and do something good for somebody
0: today you know and uh and see how see how much better it makes you feel yeah just do
1: something go feed a homeless person
0: go feed a homeless person or shit they help open the door for something. yeah you know whatever it is like just try just try, try to do I try every day I look for one one good thing I can doing and, and man i
1: hate it when those opportunities slip me by but, or slip by me, but, but also when you open the door for someone make sure they say thank you that person better hey, say, they thank you. Don't say
0: thank you say you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the smoking section powered by symphonic